In our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. My pastor was always fond of saying that the Christian home has more to do with what goes into it than with what you take out of it. Well, I think that is so true because you can take all the wrong things out of your family. You can take all the, the dirty things out of your home, uh, but that doesn't make it Christian. That may make it sterile. That may make it moral. That may make it a decent place to live, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's filled with God. No, no. When when a home is truly Christian, it means that the Lord has his rightful place there, that God is big there. And, and here's what I've learned. When the Lord has his place in our homes, when the Lord is preeminent, when the Lord has roam through every room, he crowds out, he pushes out all the other things that should not be there. And so today we have come to the great ingredient. I, I would say that the secret ingredient, but it's an open secret. It's on the pages of Holy Scripture, but it's the secret ingredient to great families. We're studying this first family in the New Testament, the family of John the Baptist, and we've identified already the individuals in that home, Zacharias, Elizabeth, and John the Baptist. We have learned something about the instruction that needs to take place there. Zacharias and Elizabeth received instruction from the Lord. God taught them how to guide their, their home, and I think that's so important to remember. Uh, Mom, Dad, we're not just the teachers. We're also the students. We're all in the Lord's school. God's teaching all of us. We're all growing through this process, and then we have a responsibility to teach our children, to instruct our John the Baptist so that he or she finds what God has for them. But then today we discover not only the individuals and the instruction, but now the ingredient. What was the key ingredient in their home? What was the thing that set apart the household that John the Baptist grew up in? Well, I believe that is found in the Scripture here in Luke chapter number 1. Let me prove it to you. Luke chapter number 1 and verse number 15, right where we left off the other day, says of John the Baptist, this child, he shall be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. You see the negative and the positive here. Do you see that there are certain things not in his life, wine and strong drink not in his life. Remember, he's under this Nazarite vow. But notice what's in his life. He's filled with the Holy Ghost, literally consumed with him, overflowing with him. All right, that's John the Baptist. But did you ever notice that that was not just God's plan and purpose for John the Baptist? It was also true of both of his parents. Come to verse number 41. Here's Elizabeth. This is his mother. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, you want to have a spirit-filled child? Uh, then have a spirit-filled mother. Do you want to have a spirit-filled child? Then have a spirit-filled father. 
Would you turn over just a little further in Luke chapter number 1 and look at verse number 67. The Bible says, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying. Do you see the pattern here? There is one key ingredient found in all three members of the family. Zacharias was a spirit-filled man. Elizabeth was a spirit-filled woman, and John the Baptist then became a spirit-filled young man. I want to tell you today on the authority of the Word of God that God's will for your family is that every member of that family be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not just saved family members, spirit-filled family members. You see, very often in a home, uh, every member of the family is saved, but still that home is not what it ought to be. You can be saved without being spiritual. Uh, you can be going to heaven someday without being allowing the Lord to have his rightful place in your home and heart today. To be filled with the Holy Spirit literally means to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. There's a great parallel to Luke 1.15. Luke 1.15 is where it says of John the Baptist that he'll not drink wine or strong drink. He'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. Connect that to Ephesians 5.18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You see the connection here uh, between those two verses. God does not want you under the control of wine and strong drink. He wants you under the control of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want you consumed with worldly things, temporal pleasures. He wants you consumed with spiritual power, with divine resources. Now, let's connect this for just a moment. Do you remember we identified all the individuals in the home? That's where we started here. We identified this couple. May I say to you, he wants every married couple to have a spirit-filled marriage. Your marriage will not be what it ought to be with just the two of you. It takes three. And the third is the Holy Spirit of God. So you must be a spirit-filled couple. Uh, we identified the Father. It's not enough to say, I'm dad, I'm in charge. No, no, the Holy Spirit must be in charge of you. You must be a spirit-filled man. It's not enough to say, we have mother, mother's in the home. Good. Is the Holy Spirit in his rightful place in mother's life? It must be a spirit-filled mother. It's not enough to say we have a child. He has so much potential. He has so much promise. I tell you this, the only potential any sinner has on his own is the potential to destroy his own life. Now, the only seeds that we carry within us are the seeds of our own destruction apart from the Lord. We must have the Holy Spirit of God. And it's my conviction that when the Holy Spirit has his rightful place in each individual and the Holy Spirit fills a family, fills a home, it produces every other good thing. As a matter of fact, uh, go back to those three verses, to each occasion here where we have a spirit-filled family member, and notice what grows out of it. In verse number 15, uh, there is a, a beautiful humility, or beautiful holiness, rather, that's connected to the filling of the Holy Spirit. He's great in the sight of the Lord. He doesn't drink wine or strong drink. He is filled with the Holy Ghost. So there is holiness that grows out of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In verse 41, in Elizabeth's life, it's humility that grows out of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Uh, she, she speaks with such a humility and worship. Uh, she speaks with an awe of who God is and what God is doing. In verse 67, when Zacharias speaks after he's filled with the Holy Spirit, he's honoring Christ. In fact, this is interesting. When Zacharias begins to speak, it is not John the Baptist he speaks of. It is Messiah. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because the one thing the Holy Spirit wants to speak of is always Jesus. He came to lift up Christ. And so I believe when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, there'll be holiness in our home. 
There'll be humility in our home. There'll be the honoring of Christ in our home. It will show up in the way you treat one another. It will show up in the way you speak. In fact, one of the most obvious things about spirit-filled people is how they talk. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Uh, When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it's going to come out. I believe John the Baptist grew up in a joy-filled home. When we come back to this study next time, I'm going to show you that. This contagious, attractive joy and the difference that it made. Don't miss the source of it. It wasn't that they just had fun together. It wasn't just that they worked hard to have the right kind of uh, home life. No, no, it was this. They allowed themselves to be people who lived every day filled with the Holy Spirit. I wonder, are you filled with the Holy Spirit at this moment, sir? Ma'am, are you filled with the Holy Spirit today? Young person, are you Spirit-filled? That's not just for your mom and dad. Every individual should at this moment say, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. Take out of my life everything that shouldn't be there, but fill me with the Holy Spirit and let our home be a Spirit-filled home. Only then, when the chief ingredient, the secret ingredient, the Holy Spirit is in his rightful place, will our families be what God always ordained for them to be. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.